Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tea Time. Tea Time! Woo, 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 woo. Your next instalment for your juicy ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> juicy ear holes? Oh, okay. Uh, I'm Hannah, and I'm here with Jared. Hello. And- and a special guest who we'll introduce in a minute. Great. So the point of this podcast is to stay connected, be relevant and bring truth. Truth is real. Truth makes sense. It can be used in your everyday life. Glorious. Oh, yeah. Right. And uh, for the name Tea Time, if you haven't been part of Tea Time before and you, your juicy ear holes haven't had the privilege, <laughs> then Tea Time is uh, we release it kind of four o'clock every Thursday now, just getting made life a bit easier for us. But um, tea time is all about having sharing some uh, tea and cake with us, uh, which we'll be moving on to in a little bit, which is an obviously crucial part of our discussion. Um, but mm-hmm. also tea time, we're talking about truth as well. So it's kind of a little bit of a play on words. It's truth time. So um, we're going to give you a bit of tea and cake, but also a bit of truth as well. And also we're now on Spotify. Oh my goodness. Yes, on Spotify. Really good point, Hannah. So if you, uh, on podcast section on Spotify, type in T-time, the Lantern Youth Podcast, anything along those sorts of lines, and hopefully you'll see the big black teapot with orange background. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which Hannah put together, which looks very, very snazzy. So crack on with that and follow us, and you can get um, updates about when we release new ones. Fantastic. Exciting. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry, it's me, isn't it? Right, also, uh, as Hannah said already, we have a, uh, another special guest with us this week. We have the wonderful Michelle Rawlings, everyone. Hello! Hey, yeah! Great to have you with us this week. For Thank those you. of you who don't know Michelle, she is um, uh, a part of our church. She's kind of grown up at our church, at the London Church, um, been all through the youth uh, and now helps out with youth when she's free as well. And we're really grateful for all that she brings. Um, so, uh, Michelle, it's great to have you. Hannah, you're going to um, do some, I've got questions. some questions. Excellent. For you. Far away. Let's get to know so, Michelle. Question one. If you could time travel, when would you go? Oh, Ooh. if I could time travel, when would I go? Uh, oh, I'd love to go back about 15 years and have a do over. Of knowing everything <laughs> oh. I know now. <laughs> oh, great. Oh. Yeah, fair. I'd go into the future. I want to see where I am. Yeah, I'd go into the future, I think. Or I'd go like to the ancient Egyptians and like just look at them building the pyramid and be like, oh, great. It's mad. Oh, I think yeah, the future is like, like some actually... like swinging gardens of Babylon or something, oh, something wow. like mystical, you know? Maybe go meet a dinosaur. Birth of Jesus. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, birthdays. Right. That's a bit like holy and predictable, though, isn't it? Bit holy. <laughs> I'd dress up like a shepherd. Just go, go in incognito. You could be one of the wise men. <gasps> or a sheep or something. Yeah, but I need to get some gifts. I can't just tell up and be like, I'm really sorry. I forgot. Oh, I tell you what would be fun is if you go like five years after the birth of Jesus when like they're all like spreading the word and starting the church. And you could be like, guys, I actually, I know so much now. I can tell oh you so days. much. You can just join or, in the discipleship. Or, or maybe two years after the birth, just to see what he's like in the terrible twos. Did Jesus go through a terrible twos period? Was he screaming? He Was he keeping him up at night? I'd like to know. You know. Human. Anyway. Yeah, All right, next question. Anyway. Oh, yeah, we're getting distracted. Here we go. Yeah. Um, 
what's the most beautiful place you've ever been to? I know you've been around the world a, a bit, so. Yeah, I've seen a lot of, of amazing things. Um, maybe the Great Barrier Reef. I was lucky mm. enough to yeah. snorkel the Great Barrier Reef. And yeah. they say it's nice. like finding Nemo underwater. And it's so true. The fish it really are is, isn't so it? many different colors. We had yeah. the sun was incredible. It was just, yeah, it's absolutely stunning. Yeah. Wow. Love, love that. I done that. I was been fortunate enough to do that as well. Oh, Beautiful. Yeah. I have not. Okay. Uh, what is a really great book or movie you've watched or read recently? Um, I the most recent book I've read that um is pretty good is oh what's it called? Just do something. I can't cool. think of what the author is, but it's a Christian book, but it, it, the clue is in the title. It's don't stress so much. Just get on with it. Basically, it's really good. Mm -hmm. Love that. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, and <laughs> a bit of a different vibe. but <laughs> <laughs> When you replace the toilet roll in your bathroom, do you put it so it comes from the top or do you put it so it's like comes from underneath? So I'm actually, oh, wow. I'm actually not too fussy about that. Um, Some people are. That's I, the wrong answer. You I, have to choose one. I I put <laughs> it on, and however, I think naturally I put it so it comes from the top. But but if it if it gets put on the other way, I don't think it really bothers me. Yeah. I have to turn it around. Do you actually? Yeah. I even it's worse. It's worse when I'm in other people's houses because I have to turn theirs around as well. That's yeah, really bad, isn't it? Wow, that's bad. That's that is invasion of privacy. It is, but hopefully, like, they don't notice. So mm. I, I try and make sure I'm a bit incognito when I do it. But what if, just... what if they're really OCD about it being the other way? Then they'll know. As long as, long as I don't see it, it doesn't matter. Ignorance <laughs> is bliss. So but once I've seen it, I'm changing it, providing they're not there <laughs> watching me do it. Turn it around. Yeah, it's like a plug switch on the side of the walls, isn't it? Why you would they the be there switch? standing over you while you're doing oh, something no, in the bathroom? Because, well, if, if I was just saw it and I was passing the open door and I saw it, I'd still want to go in and change it. Did you actually? Yeah, yeah, even if I'm not oh, going to the toilet. You have yeah, a problem, Jared. Um, yeah, possibly. But, you know, these must. Um, anyway. Uh, Hannah, is that all your questions? Wonderful. So uh, moving on, we have a wonderful cake uh, to bring you. Well, not bring you. You're just going to have to enjoy the sound of us eating it and describing it. Hopefully you... <laughs> Don't hopefully... put your mouth close to the mic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's... If you've never heard of misophonia, that is where the sound that of people eating... That is yeah. what it's called. It, like, I, have that. I have that. I don't oh, like man. it. I was on tour with a guy that had that so severely that um, whenever we sat down to eat, he would have to either get up and leave or like we'd be at McDonald's and he would just get up and sit at a table by himself the other end of the room like he was really oh, bad. Oh man, I've never had it that bad, but I, I'm always very conscious. I notice it. I don't often mention it unless it's full on mouth gaping and you can hear the, oh, nah. If you can so see it. I'm saying something, but how anyway. are you? Uh, how are you when people drink? Because when if I would take a drink and did an over exaggerated gasp at uh, like oh. exhaling, I hated that. It's it's. I mean, yeah. it's a tough one. The worst ones. Uh, oh yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, that just sends <laughs> a, sh- a chill down your spine. I think the yeah. worst one is when you hear a gulp. Like a, oh, yeah, a, but I do that on. unintentionally. Like one of those. I had, a, had like, an ex-boyfriend always laugh at me because um, I'd like... <laughs> Coming to my house late, and I'd be like downing water. You'd be like, "Oh, you're gonna wake up the whole house." Just be <laughs> like, I'm a loud oh, water drinker as well. I gulp for anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think I do, but maybe I'm just not self-aware enough. Anyway, let's go back. <laughs> introducing that was about a minute and a half of trying to introduce a cake. Never mind. <laughs> right, the the cake for this this afternoon uh, is the glorious millionaire shortbread from yeah, Tesco. So. Hopefully you've managed to get a bring a cake. I don't think we told you about this cake specifically. No, so um, we did a different podcast last we week. Didn't did, we did, didn't we? So it was a little bit. Um, we shook it up a little bit. So um, hopefully, don't worry if it's not a millionaire shortbread. Just grab a, a sweet little treat, bring it over, and enjoy it with us. But nonetheless, we are going to give you our little recommendation of um, grief. Um, I'm, I'm going to go first this. because I've already eaten quite a lot of it. Oh, grief! Go on, Hannah. So. The size is kind of like the one you find in Costa. Well, when mm. we could go into Costa. Remember that for those days? Um, no. Nope. <laughs> uh, uh, the caramel is really nice. The chocolate, I don't even like chocolate, and I think that chocolate's pretty good. Oh. Um, the biscuit bit underneath is quite crumbly, but I quite like it when it's crumbly. It makes it easier to eat. So mm. I'm going to put it above the first lemon cake because that was shoddy. But I'm going to put it lower than the carrot cake. Yeah, I do. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it a seven. Seven. Okay, Mm. interesting. Mm. Um, I kind of, um, I appreciate your thoughts on the kind of caramel and the chocolate, and I do agree, and it is really, really tasty. But the crumbliness is actually a bit of a discrepancy for me. Because just what discrepancy? Well, I have a discrepancy. Like I have a problem with it. Oh, okay. So because because the issue with the crumbliness is so. Do you know some people think I'm a bit of a pig when I have a chocolate digested biscuit and I put it in my mouth whole, right? They think that's like I think you do that, or they mm. think it's they think it's bad manners. They're incorrect. It's actually it saves me from getting crumbs all down my front. The minute you bite into a biscuit, it's gone everywhere, right? So with this. It's crumbly enough that actually I'm just making a mess as we speak. Like it has that's gone. That's why you everywhere. have a uh, a plate, and then you oh, can. I do have a little bowl, but nonetheless, later. somehow it's gone through the bowl onto my front. So that's that is slightly annoying. But yeah, still, still gonna eat it. Cause it's delicious. So yeah, I'm gonna nice. give it probably. Um, it isn't as good as your mum's lemon cake that she made. No, it's not. Uh, but um, I will give it a solid eight. Because hey, yeah, I also no, I... really, I also really like shortbread, really nice shortbread. Yeah. So, yeah. What about you, Michelle? What are you going? Yeah, so shortbread isn't normally what I would go for. Like, I'm not a huge fan of the biscuity bases, and I kind of agree with Jared. It is a bit crumbly, mm-hmm. but the topping is so good. The caramel oh. is so sweet. I'm kind of at this moment. I'm kind of just eating the top, and uh, mm-hmm. that. That makes it well worth it for me. Mm. So for that, I think I'll give it a seven out of ten. Mm. Very good, and it's also gluten free. Like, mm. I can't taste the difference. Mm. That was another thing. So, I can't. Yeah, I was the well changing impressed. world we live in. I know. Get that. I know. Mm. So, ah, oh, that was delicious. It was really good. I just want to eat that caramel chocolate. Ah, oh, 
delicious. Right. Mm. So this week we're talking about following your dreams. Ooh. So whether you want to be an astronaut or a pilot or, I don't know, a free diving shark rider who... Very specific. Yeah, it was actually, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Free riding shark diver rider. I got very <laughs> confused there. So you just like hang about with sharks because sharks are pretty cool. They um, are. I don't know. Whatever <laughs> you want to be, we're going to be talking about all that kind of Great. stuff and where you sit with it in the world. Um, so Michelle has, she is uh, an actress. She's lived in Australia. She's lived in New Zealand. Yeah. New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what's your what's your story? Like, where did you, how did it all start for you, your big dream? Cool. So I think I knew that I wanted to be an actor from a surprisingly young age. Actually, I wanted to be an astronaut first. Um, and then, obviously. So, yeah. so basically, and then I saw this horrible, I was about six, and I saw this horrible, like, reconstruction <laughs> documentary on TV um, about a guy that was training to be an astronaut, and he, so he had to train to be a pilot first, and there was this big accident, and then he was paralysed, and that was the end of that dream for me. Oh, so, yeah, so, probably shouldn't have watched that at six, but there you go. That was the end of that dream, um, but yeah, no, wanted to be an actress from about the age of eight, um, and always believed that I could, even though everyone's like, yeah, that's just something that you kind of think you want to do when you're a kid, but you'll grow up and you'll want to have a grown-up job when you're an adult. Well, I'm 30 and I still want to be an actress. Um, yeah, totally. So, totally. And you know what? You've also done a lot of acting as well, haven't you? So like when, yeah. when you lived in uh, Australia New Zealand as well, you, you were on different soaps out there, weren't you? Like, Yes. So I've, I've had some fairly good success. It's a really hard industry. I, I trained at um, college, I trained at BTEC level, and then I trained at university <laughs> level. So I did about five years full-time training. Um, and then I was living in London and I was trying to get auditions and it's just a really hard industry. I just couldn't get a single audition. I was trying to get an agent, I couldn't get an agent, I couldn't get an audition. And um, in the end, an opportunity came up for me to go and do a season abroad in Greece and Cyprus as an entertainer and a dancer. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and um, somewhere along the line, I just felt God saying to me, go to New Zealand. So I kind of realized that actually being an actor in London is so hard because it's so competitive. And there's like 10,000 people who look just like me going for all of the roles that I'm going for, and it's just so hard to even get an audition. And I thought, well, in New Zealand, there are a lot less people, a lot less people that look like (laughs) me, and a lot less people that sound like me. So yeah. I kind of thought yeah, of that course. I was wearing my favour there. So I went and it, it was still hard. Like it took me about, I did, I did a profit share little children's play about four months after I got there. So I didn't have no success, but it took me about nine months to get an agent. And then after I got an agent, I had some success. I did a couple of commercials and I had some theatre. I had a few bits on a few TV shows out there, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And then I... And then my visa ran out two years after that. And so I thought, well, the dream's not over yet. Let's go to Australia um, and couldn't get an agent there. And I got not so much work over there. I got some work, but not so much work over there. And then so eventually that visa ran out and I came back here 
And then I got eventually a touring job in Germany. So I've just Amazing. recently come back from six months touring Germany with a theatre company. So oh. I have definitely worked as an actor. There's no doubt yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Being in like a, a theatre company. That's so like, that's so bougie. Can you explain? Can you define bougie for listeners who don't know, like myself, who don't the, know what bougie the, means? The bourgeoisie, when something's like, you know, you have like different classes, classes like the upper class. Yeah, proletariat and the bourgeoisie. Class. Yeah, so the bourgeoisie yeah. is like top, top dog, really. Top dog. So classy. Michelle is very bougie. Very in that bougie. Very I'll bougie. take that. Excellent. Very good. And and so, like, hearing a little bit about your story, Michelle. Um, um, cause so we're talking about following your dreams. Like some for some people, that sounds like a really corny thing. Like, mm. and and so, if we were to, if someone was to throw out in just general conversation, are your dreams something you should pursue or not? How how would you start like looking at that question? How would you start unpacking that in discussion? Uh, I guess first you need to think about what your dream is and why is that your dream so for me being an actor was my dream because I love to perform and I want to perform and quite frankly don't feel like I'm complete unless I am in some way performing a little bit Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so for me it's not even just something that I want to do but it's something that is who I am yeah but but it's something that makes me happy and also something that I believe can be a voice of expression um, I can tell yes, my story so. and other people's stories through it through it as well so mm. so it's my dream for for all those reasons so I think the first thing you need to think about is why is that your dream and what exactly is your dream and then is that something that you can make a career out of or is that something that you need to pursue outside of work do you have to mm. get a job to support that I've had seasons where I've had to get jobs to support my acting and I've had seasons where acting has been my job so for me it's been a bit of both but yeah. um but the dream has always been to to have acting as a job yeah. but I guess you've got to think about what your motivations are and and are they pure oh, and, yeah absolutely goodness and sakes. doing what you want I think doing doing what you want doing something that makes you happy is is really really important in your work and in your hobbies as well just finding things yeah. that make you happy and you enjoy and you will you will flourish so much more out of them if you're enjoying them. Yeah, yeah. I also find if even if you're doing something which you didn't specifically wanted to do, but it's still kind of related, you actually you actually fight, learn quite a lot from it and have like other skills. Like it all ends up like a little tree, like branching off mm. from from doing stuff which is related but isn't maybe what you specifically had in mind. Def- yeah. Definitely. I mean, acting is quite a specific um, example, but as an actor, there's ho- hundreds of things that I can now do better because I can act. And things like, for example, teaching or, yeah. pre- or preaching as well are two things that are in a way acting and performing. And if you can act, then you can do those things. So it does open a lot of doors in that respect as well. Yeah, a lot of communication skills. Like, I, I imagine you've probably picked up a lot of soft skills. And by soft skills, I just mean how you communicate, how you listen, things that everyone needs in any workplace they work in. Uh, and actually, it means anything else you do in life is probably a lot easier, is it not? Because of those skills yeah. you picked up as well. Yeah, so. definitely. A, a, lot of, a lot of acting is about um, observing, observing characters and why they think 
or act a certain way or act a certain way. A lot of it's psychology as well. So you do, you get to really understand a range of different people um, and why they behave in certain ways and, and feel certain things and all of that. So you do, you, you can really relate to people as a result. Mm. That's really cool. Um, if, if I was to say to you then, because um, you mentioned uh, a, a little bit earlier that there were, there were kind of seasons where acting has been your main, your main kind of uh, sort, you know, source of work. And sometimes you've had other jobs and that's kind of been an aside kind of thing. Like to, to, to go a step further for anyone um, uh, out there listening who, who's thinking, actually, I want that to be my career mm-hmm. or actually, you know, I really love this, but I don't know if that will be a career for me, but I love it so much. You know, what, what um, is it a different mindset depending on whether it's a profession or a hobby? Does that make sense? Um, in, in terms of what a dream might look like on following that. It it can it can be. Um, I think for me, my dream's always been a profession mm. because mostly because I believe it's really important that the job you do should be something that you're passionate about and that you love. Mm. And for me, there's nothing greater than that than acting. So mm. for me, it was a no brainer that I would pursue a career in acting. Yeah, of course. But. But that doesn't mean that I don't have other dreams as well. And those dreams aren't career dreams. They are just... So, for example, um, I have a real passion for youth work. Partly why I'm here Amen. today. <laughs> and, and a passion for helping young women who have been through some of the stuff that I went through when I was a teenage girl. And that's a dream of mine. But that's not a career dream. That is just a, a dream that yeah. is a passion. And it's no less valid. No less mm. valid. just as important. But that one's Absolutely. not for the career. The acting one is. Oh. I've just yeah. got goosebumps from listening you say that, like legit, like, so, oh, <laughs> love that. That's really cool. That's really helpful. Yeah. Love that. I think mm. that's amazing. Mm. Um, yeah, it, because it can be hard to define whether something is a hobby as a profession because like, I went to uni and studied music and um, a bit of like a contemporary music course. Then it was like, but what are you going to do for a job? And it's like, well... I don't know what I'm gonna do for a job, but I just I love playing and I love writing and I love mm. playing with people musically. So I'd, I'm now at this bit where it's like, how do I find something that's gonna, you know, pay me enough so I can be independent, but I still I'm doing what I like. I'm in that weird yeah. moment. What I would say for that is it's okay to not have those answers yet. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm okay with that. There have been a hundred times in my life where I had a sort of a five-year plan. I was like, right, I'm going to go to uni. And then when I graduate, I'll be living in London. I'm going to get an agent and then I'll be famous. But actually, yeah. every time I've had a plan, it's not been how it's Doesn't gone. Work. But that's okay because it still worked yeah. out just fine in the end. Life, so. life is unpredictable and messy. That's yeah. what I keep reminding myself. Totally. Mm. Mm. Just got to keep pursuing it, yeah, and you know it'll fall into place one way or another. So, in terms of like dreams and calling, and how you said earlier that you felt God had called you to go to New Zealand, Mm -hmm. how did I guess how did that like form in your? But before you went, how did that? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. That's actually a really embarrassing story, but I'll tell it anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, juicy. So, juicy so, ear holes. So I literally, <laughs> I literally moved, moved to, to the other side of the world for two years, and this is the reason. So um, 
I have always been a fan of um, Neighbours, Australian soap, Neighbors. and the the source the source from which I was I was watching um, Neighbours up, like up to date with Australian time time zone. I also ended up starting watching this New Zealand soap called Shortland Street, and I got really really into it, and I watched it like a lot. And it has a theme tune, and the lyrics of the theme tune really spoke to me. And it was something along the lines of, is it you, is it me? Lately I've been lost, it seems. I think a change is what I need. If you're looking for a chance to dream, Shorten Street. It sounds, it's, yeah. ca- it's catchy. But I really felt that God was saying to me, if you're looking for a chance to dream, if you're looking for a change, why not go to New Zealand? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah fair enough. Through these, through these like song lyrics or yeah from the TV show, decided all right, why not? I have wow. nothing to lose. So Very I went. Cool. Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Good gracious. And and in terms of looking back at it as an experience, did did you ever have a moment where you thought, oh, should I have done that, or were you just all in straight from the beginning? You like, ah, oh, this is it. You know. No regrets. Definitely was more challenging than I thought. I, I always, whenever I move, I always sort of just expect that things will fall into place. I don't know why mm. I haven't really learned that it's not how life goes. But um, I think I think I just expected that I would easily get an agent and easily get acting work and easily sort of fall into the right church and meet the right people and everything would be perfect. And there were challenges. There were there were times where, for me, when I go through seasons of not being in an acting job for a while, it, I can get really low. And so, yeah, it had its challenges, but I never regretted it. No. Amazing. That's really cool. I that's love so, traveling as well. Oh. That's so powerful what you just said. You were like, uh, you just went like, oh gosh, it's gone now. Okay. I'll listen back to it later. Now. <laughs> yeah. Another goosebumps moment. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Amazing. Um, out of interest, uh, before we kind of move on, because um, there's some other stuff linking to that that I think would be really interesting. Hannah, do you have. Um, that time of the week ready yes i do you do okay are you ready? michelle have you been prepped for this because mm. it's not quite it's not quite um so we have a little theme tune and so it's not quite neighbor <laughs> or it's not quite the one you're talking about it's more like a home and away kind of theme tune we're not ripping it off it just happens to sound exactly the same okay so, i watched that ready? i'm sure i'll catch up glorious are you All ready right. so two one two, two. That was majestic. Hannah, you, you, you were floating above the clouds. I didn't know where you were going. I didn't know you could go so low. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm gifted. I'm gifted. Right. So, Hannah, Hannah where, what's your... Uh... My tip of the week. Oh, that was funny. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. To do, you know, following dreams and stuff on with that. My tip of the week is um uh you to take a realistic risk. So be realistic, but you bear in mind you if you want to get anywhere and do stuff, there is a risk to everything you have to take. So like don't, you know, move to I don't know, say you want to be a movie star, don't move to LA with like 200 quid in your bank account <laughs> because it's not realistic. But, you know, you can, 
you can go you can go somewhere else with i don't know just take take a realistic risk what i say i mean i i save for a year before i move to new zealand yeah exactly so that i could justify it's a realistic risk <laughs> yeah yeah and it is, it is still a risk, like changing yeah. your whole culture and changing yeah, your whole completely. life and friendship yeah. circles and accommodation, all those things. Um, but yeah, but you prepped for it. You knew what you were going to do. Yeah. So that's really, really so cool. You were realistic about your risk. Absolutely. <laughs> that's amazing. Really cool. Oh. That was my tip of the week. That was a good one, Hannah. Thank you for that. Thank you. Um, so um, every week we also try and bring a little bit of a Jesus perspective in this. Um, as you know, because we're looking at... Um, we're all about truth as well um, in this Tea Time podcast oh. and we want it to be real, uh, make sense uh, and be using you every day. And so this kind of truth this week, um, there's this Bible verse and it comes from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 17. And it says, and to be fair, it's come out of a, a bit of a spiel about marriage, but it's, this isn't necessarily <laughs> about specifically about marriage. It fits in also quite well um, about uh, just in terms of where you are in life. Um, and so it says, nevertheless, verse 17, each one should retain the place in life that the Lord has assigned to him uh, or to her and to which God has called them. Nevertheless, each one should retain the place in life that the Lord assigned to him or her and to which God has called them. This is the rule that I lay down in all the churches. But and so I guess there's a thing in that because we were ch- chatting a little bit about before the podcast. Um, about what actually it looks like for people to have different dreams and and kind of expectations around that uh and sometimes you you may find that actually you can still really plug into your dream and you could see it take you know your your dream might blossom but it might not happen in the way that you exactly expect it to at times um and interestingly enough uh it just brought to mind so i actually went and studied english literature at university so lots of book reading and I did that for the whole purpose because I like working with young people and I like teaching, right? And funnily enough, right, it got to a point where I, was, I, I got accepted for a teacher training program, right, for, um, for a school. And it was a salaried program. They're going to pay all my tuition fees, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, my days, phenomenal. Like, this is gold dust, this kind of opportunity. Uh, and, and in various ways, there's a longer story than this. If you ever want to hear it, come and ask me. Um, uh, God, I, I felt God saying to me, "That's not where you're going to end up." So, in the end, I I canned the teacher training opportunity and I declined it. I declined the offer. Well, I'd already accepted, and then I got halfway down. And I was like, "I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to back out." They, I don't think they were best pleased, <laughs> but nonetheless, so I backed out, and then I had to go find another job. And I ended up as a youth worker at a church where I basically I get to spend. All my working time, well, a lot of my working time with young people, but also as well, I get to teach in the Bible, which is something I'm really, really passionate about. So it, interestingly, it's still a, the dream or the calling of my life was still about young people and teaching, but it just looks a lot different to how I thought it would look when I started. So, so yeah, so I guess what do you guys think about that in terms of what that Bible passage is saying? What does it look like to kind of um, how you take your circumstance and and where you're at in your life in your stride what does that look like for you guys yeah I mean I remember I was maybe about 17 and I was at a one life conference which is a youth leaders conference mm-hmm. um up in Shorleywood and um I was getting prayer ministry or something like that and I had a necklace 
on my neck and it had a star pendant on it. And I was getting prayer for something completely different. And this guy just comes up to me. It's very prophetic um, kind of atmosphere at one-life conferences. This guy just comes up to me completely out of the blue and he says, God says you're going to be a star. And I have never, ever forgotten that moment because for me that was confirmation that that what I wanted to do with my life was what God wanted me to do with my life. Uh, he was for me and he was with me on that journey. Mm. The problem with that was I then had unrealistic expectations of what that looked like. So whenever I thought I was getting close to success, I always thought, well, God's behind this. Therefore, I'm going to be famous and I'm going to get the first audition and everything's going to be perfect. It's not very realistic, but I think it gave me a little bit of false hope. Um, so I still believe I'm 30 now and I'm not quite famous yet. Well, apart from maybe that X Factor thing, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> I'll ask um, you about that another time. You <laughs> I'm not quite famous yet, but I've definitely had moments where I felt like a star and um, I've definitely kept pursuing it. And I still believe, I still believe that I should keep pursuing it. I've had moments in my life where I've wondered, actually, maybe I should stop this now. And I've, I've asked God about it and he's confirmed to keep going. So, um, so yeah, I keep going. And, and the current season, I'm about to start a teaching job, teaching performing arts. So the current season isn't isn't really a pursuing acting season, but I have a few projects up my sleeve that I'm thinking about. That means that maybe for the next season, it won't be a job acting, but it will still be acting. Um, and one way or another, maybe when I'm 80, something will happen. But yeah, it doesn't know. it doesn't matter know. when, because God's timing is is completely out of what we can comprehend. But um, but I do believe that He's with me on this. Um, and it might just not look like how I expect it to look like at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Really yeah. wise. Mm. It is wise. Yeah, I mean, as I was saying earlier, I mean, I'm I'm at a weird point in my life. So, you know, I think I I'm confident that something will work out for me. But like you said, I just don't know what it's going to look like at, at this moment. You know, I could. I could go anywhere. I could do anything. I could be anything. So I'm just trying to, you know, be confident. I, I, to be honest, Hannah, I think we're this close to making it big on the podcast. I, I'm, yeah, there you go. We're this, <laughs> this close. I can feel it. I can yeah. feel it. Although it was funny, actually. I was looking at on jobs online yesterday. Yeah. I need to finish my CV. But there was one and it was, I mean, the closing date was that day and I was a bit annoyed. But it was literally just being a audio podcast editor for a uh, office in london i was like well that's what i've been doing amazing do that but then the job was like they had the cutoff date like on that day that i saw it and i was like i I haven't got enough time to get everything sorted but that so there is stuff out there for me that i can do and i was looking at some charity music jobs and helping people who are underprivileged to get music lessons and stuff and like i love doing like stuff like that so there's stuff out there i just need to find the what right one mm. Hopefully, God will that's really cool yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's super cool so that's where i'm at so if you guys are about to leave school and scared of what to do we're all scared yeah absolutely we're all a bit scared it's all all right yeah, yeah i think for me as well there have been seasons where it's like just just move, just go, and then yeah. it will all just figure itself out. 
And then I've yeah. had seasons like this one where I'm like, I'm not going to go until I know what I'm doing. So yeah. I've been wanting to move towards Watford since like January, but I've just been waiting for an opportunity to come up to get me there. And then one did come up and I am getting there now. Amazing. But um, but sometimes like, you've got to go and then just see what happens. And sometimes you have yeah. to wait for an opportunity or yeah. pursue an opportunity before you go. Mm. Yeah, I think mine's come kind of somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's really, really wise. I think as well, just to kind of round this off, uh, I was going to mention it earlier, but it's probably just as good an opportunity. There's, if, you don't need to remember this if you're listening, but there's two things called cycle of grief, cycle of grace, right? And it's kind of the way people probably, I guess, step into things, whether it's their dream or their work life or just how they kind of operate. And it's like the cycle of grief is all about actually you're starting with, I need to achieve and get somewhere before I feel accepted. And then the cycle of grace is all about actually I'm starting from a place of I'm accepted, I'm enough as I am. And mm. out of that place, that's where you see real achievement. And yeah. I guess I guess the thing to remember is whatever your dream is, whatever you're kind of really aiming for and, and pursuing, um, uh, and it might be acting like Michelle or music like Hannah or reading books like me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've, got, yeah. I've got lots of dreams. I've got lots of dreams. But um, but at this, whatever happens, don't let that thing be the thing that defines who you are. Like, because that's only going to be destructive. Like, mm. if I wanted to, I was saying this before the podcast as well, and I will bang, bang on about running, but if I wanted to be, if my dream is to be the best runner ever, then I have to beat the guy Kipchoge, who can do like a sub two hour marathon. I've got to beat him to achieve my dream. Like, and if I don't, then I'm a complete failure. That's ridiculous. Doesn't mean I'm a failure. It just means that yeah. guy is he's better than me. That's fine. But it doesn't mean I can't have a dream within that about how yeah. good I can be, you know. Yeah. And starting with a place of, do you know what, I'm enough as I am before I do anything else. So just remember that and, and however you approach it, start with that as a foundation. And I don't think you'll go far wrong. But if you've got any questions, feel free to throw them our way. I joke, we scrapped the Slido because we've been on for so long and no one asked any questions. So that was a bit gutting. But if you have anything you want to throw in, youth at the lanternchurch.org throw um, an email our way or get your parents to throw an email our way with any questions or any thoughts or comments you have and it'd be great to hear from you guys um hannah we got anything else we need to touch base with or any um, other thoughts don't get sunburnt don't get sunburnt wear sunscreen back to 50 if you've never seen hannah she's like a white sheet so <laughs> she, she has like back to 100 sun cream so please sandy skin sk- yes yeah, scandinavian skin <laughs> She came on earlier and she was like, guys, look, I've got a tan. And then there's like, there's like Michelle who looks more like a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. I won't tell you what factor I wear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, wears, probably, like, she, she wears olive oil. But yeah, so pr- protect yourself. Don't get sunburnt, but do try and enjoy some fresh air at a socially acceptable distance. Um, wonderful. Next Thursday, 4 p.m. It'd be great to if you can join us again. Follow us on Spotify and bring some cake and some tea along with us, uh, with you, so that you can join us and we'll have another special guest and another topic. Big thanks to Michelle. Thank you. you. And uh, and it's a big bye from me and Hannah. See you in a bit. Bye.